Who's ready for the word today? Hey, can we quickly stand up for, for like two minutes? Well, I think we need to give God a huge hand of praise. Everyone's a bit quiet today and we've got to understand that Jesus is on the throne. Do we understand that? And uh, we're a church that's vibrant. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, I get the count of three. We're going to give God a huge hand of praise because He is worthy of all of our praise. Do we believe that? All right, you ready? One, two, three. Come on, let's give Him a hand of praise. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you're on the throne. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord, that we have the victory in you. In Jesus' name, amen. And we'll give someone a big high five and say, put your seatbelt on. We're ready for the word, and you may be seated for a few moments. Would be wonderful. Hey, we're starting a new series today. Thanks, Mel, as well. You did well. The team's done great this morning up here, nice and early, leading us into the presence of God. But we're on a series, a new series called Arise. And shine. Now, who here grew up in church? Who here didn't grow up in church? In some regards, you were blessed because you didn't get the horrible music that we had growing up. No, not at all. Anyway, growing up in, in, in kids' church, there was a song called Arise and Shine and Give God the... Oh, you didn't just knew that part. Children of the Lord. They've forgotten it already. We sung it like... The reason why we remember kids' church songs is there was only ever like three songs and they kept singing them our whole childhood. That's why we remember them so well. Like, Father Abraham. And he said, oh. uh, You know, that one a bit better. What's some other ones that we've got? This Little Light of Mine, everyone knows that. This Little Light of Mine. There we go. But, all right, we've got a... Um, Amy, there's all your new singers for worship team as well. Did you see all those, the creative people? Fantastic. But growing up, probably the one that I remember the most was that one I started with. Arise and shine and give God the glory, glory, children of the Lord. Because when I was a kid, whenever I would wake up, that would be what my dad would be singing. Arise and shine. We'd be like, I don't want to go to school. We'd be arise and shine and give God the glory. He just sung it to us over and over again. And now the funny thing is, is that in the morning, I'll say it to my kids as well when they're getting up in the morning. Arise and shine and give God the glory, children of the Lord. But I just believe that that's a powerful song. That I only know that one verse. I don't know the rest of it. But anyway, the, um, what I believe it's telling us is that despite what our circumstances are, how good or how bad they may be, we can always arise and shine and give God the glory because he's seated on the throne. And see, what we've got to understand and, and come to the revelation of is that um, we, can never, we can never become a victim of our circumstances. Like we go through some horrible things, some tough seasons, some dark seasons, but that doesn't make us any less valuable to God. And I believe that in every season we can arise and shine because we're not a victim to our circumstance. We're connected to Jesus. And because we have Jesus in our life, we can do far more than we think is possible. 
And so I just believe as we go through this series over the next few weeks that we're going to start to understand that we don't have to be um, happy or just because of our circumstances doing well, but we can be happy and have joy even in the tough seasons because we're connected to Jesus. And, uh, and sure that things, as I said before, things may get tough and, uh, and we've got to face challenges, but we understand we've got a God that is for us, a God that will never leave us or forsake us, and we can have great joy in that. And as we read through Scripture, we see that we already have the victory. We see that He can turn all things around for good. We see that we're above and not beneath. And that's what we can draw our strength from and value from, knowing who we are in Christ, not by what's going on around us. Because as you're all aware, we go through seasons in life. We go through times where it's great. We go through times where it's tough. But I believe that through all the seasons in life, we can always choose to arise and shine. Let me put it another way so we can understand it. We can always stand up on the Word of God and stand out, shine the light of God into the world around us. Through every season, we can stand up and stand out. We can arise and shine. Because sometimes when you talk to people, they're like, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't know if I can... um, Go back and fix that problem. I don't know if I can go through this marriage pressure again. But as I said before, you can do so much more than what you think is possible with Jesus on your side. And what you've got to understand is that even though you may feel like you can't get on top of it, feelings are just feelings. They're misleading. They're here one minute and gone the next. As people of God, we don't base our faith upon feelings. We base our faith upon the Word of God, the sure foundation that never moves. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which means that if what God, what God did in the Bible, that was yesterday, if he's the same today, he can do what he did in the Bible today. Yeah. So in every season we can arise and shine and give God the glory in Jesus' name. The, the scripture I want to go through to set this series up is in Isaiah 60. And Isaiah is a prophet of God. He's a man of God that's been positioned by God to speak God's word to his people. And uh, I believe the word that he's bringing in Isaiah 60 is a word of hope. And I believe that word that was for the people of God back then is still a word for us today. And it says this. You got it? Isaiah 60 when you get it. So you got it? If not, it's on the screen. Wonderful. It says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Do you receive that today? It says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will, will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Man, what a powerful scripture. That we can arise and shine because the light has come. Who's the light? It's Jesus. We have Jesus in our life. Even though this world can become very dark, the Lord will rise over us and the glory will be seen upon us, the people of God. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what the circumstance may be, we can still arise and shine because our light has come. Even though darkness may come uh, into our life, we're the people of light that will rise above because Jesus is above us and people will see God at work in our life and be a great testimony to God as we say yes to him in those areas of our life. See, what you've got to understand, church, is that God's plan for you is not to live in darkness. He doesn't want you to live in spiritual darkness. What's spiritual darkness? What's darkness? I believe it's a lack of vision. We can only just see what's before us. And, but, but what I see, people that are in spiritual darkness, they have that lack of vision. They're just living for what they see right here and now. But God has so much more ahead of us. 
So people that are living in dark have a lack of vision. They're they're living in disobedience, which means they're out of the protection of God. They're bound by fear and they're confused. Now, when I read those lists of things to us today, who goes, that's what I want for my life? Nobody, Nobody would want to say, yeah, I don't want to have lack of vision. I don't want to be bound by fear. I don't want to be confused. Because I believe Jesus didn't come so that we can live in darkness. Jesus came so that we can live in the light. And walk in freedom. 1 John 1, 5 and 7 says it this way. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light. Amen for that. And there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But we are living in the light as God is in the light. Then we'll have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Thank God for that. As we walk in the light, as we walk in relationship with God, can we have forgiveness of sins? Our sins been washed away. And I'm just so thankful for what Jesus did on the cross. That as we say yes to him, as we walk in the light, as we let the light rise upon us, we can have forgiveness of sin. And I believe that's what God's plan is for all of us, that we would walk in the light. The light of God in fellowship with one another so that we can be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You know, when I think of walking in the light, I think of people that are full of vision and full of faith. They understand that, yeah, sure, what's going on around them is temporal, but they fix their eyes on what's eternal and God's plan for their life. They have vision that's supernatural. They have influence. They're walking in obedience. They're living in the freedom that Christ has for them. Because what does it say? Who the sun sets free is free indeed. So they have freedom and they have clarity. As we walk in the light, we have clarity. Now, let me explain this, this word clarity. It means clear. Amen. Mind blown, I know. But when I follow Jesus, I don't always have clarity about what's going on around me. If we can be honest. Like we can see that, oh, I can see how God could do it, but I'm not too sure it's going to work out. I believe when it talks about people of God living in clarity, they're clear on knowing who God is and what he can do. I see this circumstance may be crazy, but my God is above that. And he can create a way where there is no way. There's clarity in knowing who their God is and how he can do the supernatural in their life. And I believe for us, as the people of God, as we stand up and stand out, as we arise and shine, it's us walking in the light, not in darkness. It doesn't mean that we don't go through dark seasons. In in, uh, in Psalms 23 verse 4, it says this, Even when I walk through the darkest valleys... I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. So what is it saying that God's with us through the dark, dark valleys? But what it's saying in the scripture is that even though we walk through the darkest valleys, as people of God, we're not meant to stay and sit in darkness or tough times. We keep walking through, we keep saying yes to God, and we understand that God is with us even in those valleys, and he is protecting us and comforting us through those seasons. So things do at times become challenging but we don't stay in the challenge we keep moving through that valley knowing that God is with us and he's protecting and guiding us through that season in Jesus name amen Amen. so I believe for, for the people of God we're called to be people that arise and shine we're called to be influential full of vision and uh and I believe that we're called to arise and shine in every sphere of life 
in business, in family, in social justice, in, in whatever it may be. The people of God are called to stand up and stand out and make a difference no matter what's going on around us. You know what? The darker the world comes, actually the shiner that, it's the shiner we brought. The, <laughs> help me, Jesus. The brighter we shine in Jesus' name. Amen. If God can use somebody like me to preach the word that can't even speak properly, there's hope for you in Jesus' name. So we've got to rise and shine. And, and, and we're going to go through over the next little while, over the next few weeks, and just talk about how can we be people that in every season can arise and shine? How can we not become victims of our circumstance, but to rise, stay connected to the source, which is Jesus, and be the influential people that he's called us to be? And I believe that the first thing, and it's probably one of the most powerful things, is that if we want to be people that arise and shine, we've got to attune our ear to the voice of God. Tune our ear to the voice of God. If we want to make the right choices, it's about listening to the right voices. And I think many times we're making wrong choices because we're not listening to the voice of God. We're reacting to what we hear around us. And I think as we react to the things around us, it's not fruitful. But as we respond with the word of God, as we hear what God is doing in the midst of the, of the chaos, we can arise and shine and make a difference. Because I truly believe you see the world that we're living in right now. We hear things on the media. People are jumping up and down, reacting and carrying on. You know what my response has been through this whole season? God, let me hear your voice. Everyone says things are falling apart. I say that things are coming together for the glory of God. They're falling into place. But we've got to be able to be people that listen to the voice of God in our life. Amen. See, the phone's always ringing, but we're not answering in Jesus' name. God's always speaking, but maybe we're not listening. So let me go through 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 and 10, just to help us today to be able to attune our ear to the voice of God. Not be reacting, but to be responding. To hear what God is doing, even in the midst of a, of a noisy world. Because you know what? This world promises a lot, but delivers very little. Our God promises a lot and delivers even more. We've got to make sure our ear is attuned to Him in the midst of everything that's going on. In our life. Amen. So 1 Samuel 3, 1 and 10 says this. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Let me bring a bit of context. Eli was the, the man of God. He was the prophet, the one that had been put in a position to hear from God and speak God's word to the people. Samuel was just a boy. Samuel was about 11 years old and he was assisting Eli in the serving of God this way. It says, now in those days... Messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. So there's a, a, a space in history, in time, where the people of God couldn't hear anything from God. Visions were very uncommon. And I don't know about you, but has there been times in your life where you haven't heard the voice of God, where it feels like vision is becoming uncommon and the, and the word of the Lord is becoming quite rare? I think when we look at all of our lives, we can find seasons in our life where we have been through times like that. But I'm just thankful that we have a God that keeps calling out to us, that we have a God that wants to keep speaking to us. He's a God that keeps giving us chance after chance. We've just got to attune ourselves to what he's saying so that we can get the divine direction for our life. So they'll uncommon. Then it says this, One night Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. Now, when it's talking about blind, it's talking about um, he's losing his sight. He, he hadn't drunken too much alcohol that night for those that just wanted to know. And uh, now people are never going to be able to see this scripture ever again. Is that right? 
the same ever again. So one night Eli was almost blind by now and had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God and suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Suddenly out of a, a season of the word being rare and, and visions being uncommon, suddenly the Lord called out Samuel. God spoke into a situation. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where it's just like, God, give me that word. What do I do here? I'm at this crossroads. What's the right thing to do? And then when God does that suddenly and speaks life into that situation, it's refreshing. But what I find amazing and powerful is that Eli was the one that was in the position of, of, as prophet. He had been appointed. He was the one with wisdom. He was older. He was experienced. But God didn't choose to speak to Eli. He spoke to Samuel, the young boy. And I think what we've got to understand is that God's not somebody that responds to position or age. He's a God that responds to faith. God's chain of command comes by faith. And I want to encourage all of us to make sure that we're building ourselves up in faith, hearing the, God, hearing the word of God, applying it to our life, letting it build faith within our life so that we can hear the word that God has to say in our life. I just wonder why God didn't speak to Eli. And, and I can think of many different things and I can sort of even help us maybe even understand why God doesn't speak to us sometimes. Is maybe our life becomes so full of other things or other voices, that it's drowning out the voice of God. I just wonder if God was been speaking to Eli, but because his life was full of so many other things, he wasn't hearing the voice. But then it took somebody with childlike faith to hear the call of God, to experience the suddenly, so they could be great, a great word that could bring about change. And I think sometimes we don't hear the word of God because we worry too much. We're not called to be warriors, we're called to be warriors. I don't know. Let me explain that. Not worrying about things, but realize that we've got, we're, we're the soldiers, we're the army of God that are called to rise up and be the people that arise and shine. You know, we're called not to worry and be anxious about things, but through everything, through prayer and thanksgiving, let our requests be known to God. And I'm saying, I'm not saying, oh, just don't worry. That's hard. But we've got to apply spiritual discipline to our life, self control, and say, no longer am I going to go down that path. But I'm going to follow Jesus and believe what he has for my life. So stop worrying. God didn't create us. God didn't go to the cross for you to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Okay, we went to the cross so that he could pay it once and for all. Let's cast our cares upon him. Stop worrying. Stop being anxious. Oh, what if this happens? What about if God shows up and creates a way where there is no way? Choose to be positive, to live full of faith, not doubt. Maybe we, we don't hear the voice of God because we're not listening. Which means maybe we've heard the word of God, but we choose not to listen to it anymore. And then we're like, God, why don't you speak to me anymore? Well, maybe you need to go back to the last thing God spoke to you and told you to do and do it. And unblock that and get rid of that disobedience. And be obedient so the word of God can flow into your life. Maybe he told you to forgive somebody. Maybe he told you to be generous and, and bless somebody. If you haven't done it, go back and do it and watch how the Word of God will flow into your life. Maybe it's the pursuit of, the, of this world and, and, and the things around us. Maybe it's unbelief. Maybe it's problems and persecution that our life is so full of that we can't hear the voice of God anymore. 
But we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in our life, to pull all those things that are blocking that spring of living water in our life, pull out all those rocks and allow the Word of God to flow afresh in our hearts. And when I talk about the Word of God, I'm not talking about this big audible voice. I mean, God's written the word down for us in his word and the Holy Spirit, Spirit brings it to our memory and helps us to apply it to our life. So here we see that God spoke to Samuel, not Eli, not the one that was the, in the position, but the one that had the faith. We've got to make sure we're making choices not to drown out the voice of God, but to let the word of God become greater in our life. It's almost like this, like tuning your ear. Have you ever been, like, I've, I was, I'm a drummer, all right? So I'm not as smart as the other musicians, but um, my, my hearing's not the best. And so I can be sitting at home and I can be hearing nothing, like just it's nothing. And then my wife will go, can you hear that noise? And I'll be like, and I can, so then she explains it, and then I, I can hear it. And then my ear becomes attuned to it and I'm, I'm focused upon it. It's the same when it comes to the word of God. We can just be going through life not hearing anything, but then people come into our life and you hear that sound, you hear the sound of wind blowing, like we've been singing today, the Holy Spirit doing something amazing, and our ear becomes attuned to what God's saying, and we slip into that stream of the Holy Spirit, when we become unstoppable when our ears, in business, in family, in every area of our life, we can attune our ear to the voice of God. Man, it is powerful. So here we see that the, 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 the suddenly the word of the Lord called out, suddenly the Lord called out to Samuel. Let me go on and it says this, yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. So here we're seeing that Samuel's getting Eli's voice and God's voice confused. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Then it says this, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. He had never heard a message from God before. He didn't know God's voice. So the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli, here I am, did you call me? I'm so thankful that we've got a God that keeps calling out to us. We're a bit thick sometimes. Oh God, now I understand what you're saying. I understand why you tell me to forgive or be generous or, or to do this and do that. Now I understand. Our God is a God that keeps calling out. Now here it goes on and it says, Then Eli, Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. Here we see that Eli, the older, more experienced person, realized that God was speaking to this young person. And he had enough wisdom and enough time to be able to teach and to show Samuel how to hear the voice of God. See, can I tell you something? We've got to have people in our life, and we need to be people that teach people how to attune their ear to the voice of God. Just like I said with the illustration before about hearing that noise and then people telling you how to tune in. We've got to be able to have people that do that to our life, which means having enough um, humility to say, I'm emotionally charged right now. I don't know what to do. Can you help me hear the voice of God in this? 
getting around people that are full of faith so that you can hear God at work in your life. And I'm thankful in my life, I've had people over the years and people now that tell me how to attune my ear to the voice of God, telling me to, to, to spend more time in, in the Word or spend more time in prayer so I can attune my ear to the voice of God. Because you know what? Samuel came to Eli in the night when he was asleep, but he still had enough patience and time to invest in to the next generation. Let's choose to be people that always invest in to the next generation so that we can see them hear the voice of God, so they can rise and shine in their generation for the glory of God. You know what he said? He said, go back to bed. That's a word for you. When you go out in the morning, just go back to bed. Anyway, go back to where God started. Go back and plant yourself where God spoke to you last. I think many times what happens is God speaks and then people go running here, there and everywhere, unplanting themselves out of church, unplanting themselves out of families, unplanting themselves out of relationship. But we've got to go back and plant ourselves back where we were and allow God to speak to us and show us the path to take. There's something about being planted that causes us to flourish. There's something about being planted that helps us hear the voice of God. But if we're running, chasing things, it becomes very confusing. But as we plant our feet on the Word of God, and plan ourselves in his house and in the call that he has upon our life, then we're tuning our ear to what God has to say in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. So verse 10. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Speak, your servant is listening. Are we really listening to what God has to say? Or we're reacting to the circumstance around us. When it comes to the business that you lead, the, the, the world has all these professionals that tell you what you should do. And I think we've got to take wise counsel and, and, and we've got to receive wise counsel. But what's God saying? Because God's in the business of creating a way where there is no way. And as he does that, the light of God shines upon us and we shine in the world around us. I love hearing testimonies about uh, reading stories about business people and different people over time where people told them to do something, but they had that Word of God. And they held on to that Word of God and it brought great freedom to their life and great blessing to the people around them. Come, let's be people that are tuned our ear to the voice of God. Quieten down that noise. Don't go running around trying to just plant yourself. Speak, Lord. I'm listening. I wonder how much better the world would be and I wonder how much more peace would have in our life if we made that decision whenever there was a crossroads in life speak Lord your servant is listening I want to react I want to take revenge God tells me to forgive and to bless and to pray for those that curse me oh but it feels so good to go down that path no God speak your servant is listening Lord that's the prayer of our heart today Speak, your servants are listening. In this world that's so noisy and chaotic, help us to quiet, quieten that storm. Just like Jesus when he stood up and said, peace be still, over the storm, and it was. Help us to hear your voice, God. But there's one thing to listen to God, and there's another thing to do what he says. 1 James 1.22, not 1 James, James 1.22. It says, don't just listen to God's word, 
You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. We don't need fools walking around that hear the Word of God but never act on it. If we want to arise and shine, we want to stand up and stand out. It's about hearing hearing God's Word and doing what it says. So let's have some homework this week. Let's choose to keep praying that prayer that Samuel did. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. What would you have me to do, God? I'll do it. I don't understand it. I'll do it a different way. But God, I know that as I do it your way, you're in the business of doing supernatural things and you can turn all things around for good. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we just all bow our heads and close our eyes for a few moments? You know, I feel today that there's people in this room that you've been ignoring the voice of God for a long time. God's been telling you to step up and stand out. God's been telling you to arise and shine. But because of complacency, laziness, unbelief, whatever it may be, you have stopped being obedient to God's voice. Yeah, you're saved, you're going to heaven. But it's a hell of a journey to get there because you're not applying God's wisdom to your life. I pray today that you would make a decision to say that you're going to walk in the light as He is in the light. You're going to be somebody that has that, that, that the words that Samuel said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And have the faith and the power to outwalk it. I believe there's some people that you're, you're harboring unforgiveness in your heart. And God told you to forgive, but you haven't. You need to do that. God's told you to be a blessing in a certain area and you haven't done it. You need to go back and you need to do it. You need to arise and shine. I'm not talking about going and digging up things in the past, but there's things that the Holy Spirit will bring to mind that He's told you to do and you need to go and do it. Bring healing. Bring grace and love into the situation. You need to bring it into the light. You need to allow God, like it said in that opening, this world that's dark, it says, no, but the Lord will rise upon you. You've got to allow God to rise above you, upon you. Not joining in in the darkness. Now, what I want to do right now, I want to give people an opportunity that you're away from God. You don't have a relationship with Him. You have an opportunity right now to invite Jesus into your life, that you can experience that forgiveness of sins. You you can experience the light of God and the love of God and the life of God in your life. We're saved by putting our faith in Jesus. We're saved by grace through faith. God, we believe in who you are and what you've done. Believe that you died and that you rose again. Believe that you're the Son of God. You believe that you paid the price for our sins once and for all. So if that's you here today, you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time? Well, maybe you once said yes to Jesus, but you've walked away. Your life got full of other things. How good would it be this day to say yes to Jesus afresh? So if that's you here today for the first time, you're coming back. You want to say yes to Jesus. You want to invite Him into your life. You want to start walking in the light. I'm going to ask you just to raise your hand. 
Now, we're not saved by raising our hand. We're saved by putting our faith in Jesus. But I just want you to raise your hand so I know who I'm praying with. So if that's you, count of three, you want to say yes to Jesus. Come, don't put it off any longer. Today is a day of salvation. You ready? One, two, three. All over this place, you want to give your life to Jesus. That's awesome. See those hands up there. Great decision. When I, when I see him, you can put him down. Who's going to be next today? That's awesome. That's awesome. Once you put it up, you can put it down. What's going to happen now? I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I believe as you raised your hand, you put your faith in Jesus. But now I'm going to give you some words to confess that faith that you put in Jesus. It goes like this. And church, let's say it together to encourage those people. It goes like this. Dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. I believe that he rose again. I confess that I'm a sinner and I repent of that. Jesus, come into my life. Wash me clean. Be my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, and everybody said, come on, let's rejoice all of heaven. Those people giving their lives to Jesus. Amen. Can we all just stand for a few moments? We've got a couple of minutes left in this service. I want us to put this message into practice right now. The worship team's going to lead us into this song. And the prayer of our hearts going to be, Lord, speak. Your servant's listening. I believe there's people that you need to, even after this service, there's things that are being on your heart. There's decisions you need to make tomorrow. And you're like, oh, just, you need to say, speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. God, what would you have me to do? And sometimes what God tells us to do doesn't make any sense. But God is working in everything. He's working in everything. Let's allow Him to work in our life so we can work into that situation. Let your ego, let your pride drop and trust in God and see what takes place in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's just all close our eyes for a few moments. If you're comfortable to do so, you can raise your hands. In the Bible, it tells us to raise up hands, holy hands under God. It's like, God, I'm surrendering to you. And let that be the prayer of our heart as we sing this song. Help us to tune our ears, God, to you. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Do something fresh. Holy Spirit, blow afresh in people's lives today. Lord, we love you. We glorify you. Come on, pour your spirit out, God. Thank you, Lord.